Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Blues. My name is Steve Lippman, joined as always. The full group is with us today, everybody. Uh, joined by Dan Bolpone, Emily Cannell, and producer Drew Peltzman is also here under the cloak of darkness. I ask you both if you could insert yourself to one reality TV show right now, what would it be? Emily, your eyes lit up. And it's a fun question, but I need to hand, think about Thank you it. so much. Put your hand over your face. I'll just to let you stall and think about it. Say this because Gabrielle and I are uh, in the midst of watching The Circle. I don't know if you guys watched that, um, but we're watching The Circle right now. It seems like a lot of fun to be on, although the people take it so seriously. Um, well, you win money. Really, I know you win money, but they, what I mean is that they take the relationship so seriously where they have mm. one conversation and then they're like, I view uh, Sasha as my sister and how could I possibly block her? It's like, well, you just met her. So just, you know, get Have it. you watched other seasons of The Circle yeah. or is this the first you've watched them? No, all? no, no, we've watched them, yeah. Okay. I've watched like the first two and I kind of- Emily's the reality TV queen. Like she's the go-to for any reality TV talk. I do watch a lot of reality TV. So uh, does one come to mind, Emily? Um, so my dream reality TV show to be on, I'm, it's, it's impossible at this point in my life, but is MTV's The Challenge. Oh, a lot of fun. That, the, I want to do all the challenges. I want to like live yeah, in the house. That's a great one. I want to vote people out. Like it's like that's a, a mix really of- good one survivor and just like those challenges look so fun and so it's like one of my favorite shows and i would die to be on it but I'm never going on another show and now i'm too old so i will just live vicariously through it um is ct still on it i used to love him um he was on a few seasons ago he won spoiler alert johnny bananas is still on it oh wow yeah he's 40 years old he just had wow. a birthday on the show Yep. Um, that was a very fun show. Dan, do you know any reality TV shows and, and which one would you like to be on? Well, I have a question for Emily about your question. Um, are there any reality TV shows where they let you bring your phone? Not really. Real Housewives, they, they all yeah. have their phones on that. Maybe I'll go on that. But if you go on like a game show type one, maybe Big Brother. But I don't even watch it. The only reality show I really watch is The Bachelor. You watch um, Claim to Fame, Dan. You like that, that was a good one. one, but I don't have a famous sibling. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, and I don't know that many. Like, I, there's probably some I'd like that I'm missing, but I, I don't think I could do The Bachelor because I don't think, like, even if I were single, I don't think I could, like, buy into, like, I'm going to fall in love with this person in a month. Like, I think you I You know, know, I think you would, so though, because of all the dressing, like, the way that they do it, they I think that they probably incubate you. Because in, I think the same thing. Yeah. But, but I, I think don't want to do that. I don't want to be in such a brainwashed. Like, I don't want to be brainwashed into proposing to someone that is a terrible mm -hmm. fit with me. I think it's kind of worth it. You can get, like, super famous from that show and, like, you make can. a lot of money. Like, well, like it becomes your job. Sarah Highland like, now, like. Yeah. yeah, what it's a win best for him. To turn it into a job, I think. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, that's to a maybe if I go into it thinking, like, I need to survive like four weeks, and 
and be likable for four weeks. And then I can parlay that into some kind of very easy job. I would do that. Well, or you get on the show and you just promote the things you're actually interested in. It's like you get on the show and it's like, listen, I do love you, but what I really love is the gastroenteritis blues available on Spotify. So um, can we talk more about that? And she's like, but we're meeting my parents today. And you're like, but did you hear this episode with Dave Rudder from Jeopardy or whatever his name was? Brad, I don't know. Brad Rudder. Nice guy. Like them. Matt James was hanging out with a friend of the pod, Zach Clark, around Philadelphia this past Listen, weekend. We can so. have him make the call. Um, we can have him make the call. <laughs> he he married the girl who went to that party, and and now I think oh, she's right. back, and it's totally fine. And and I think that she paid her dues. I don't think they're married. And, I think they're just oh. dating. Well, he had that big. Engaged. He had the big beard, and then he took the beard off, and he was like, "We're back." That's true, but fine. that was his breakup beard. I think he was. I, he was sad then. So. Yeah, classic move. The Sixers. This week, they had four games. Uh, They started the week, they lost to the Pelicans. Um, Then they beat Oklahoma City. They beat the Pelicans when they played them again. Then they beat, hmm, most recently, they beat Indiana. Um, All right. Now, how do we want to talk about this? Uh, Joel missed the last game. Uh, He has a hurt foot. That somebody took a video. Did you guys see this? Somebody took a, we can talk about this a little bit later, but he, uh, a creep took a video of him like through their car window. And then Joel was uh, in the window of a hospital uh, doing something. What but is they, this video? Yeah, there, there's a video that was in the Liberty Ballers Slack. Um, they think that he was there to get like an x-ray or an MRI. Um, all the reporters are saying that Joel is mainly fine and he's just going to miss a couple of days, but um, there was some concern, concern chatting about that. Um, but there, yeah, there's like a weird video floating around the internet of Joel and people thought he was in a boot. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, the games this week, yeah, the main thing was that they played the Pelicans twice. Um, Zion is really good. He got hurt uh, in the second game that they played against the Pelicans. Uh, PJ Tucker just cannot guard him at all. I mean, basically nobody can, but it feels like there are certain players that we got PJ Tucker to guard. I don't know if Zion's one of them, but I would like PJ to guard some of them. Um, and I don't know that he has yet. Um, his and every time he takes a shot from like eight to 10 feet, it is cringy bad. It's like nowhere near going in bad. Somebody did today a side-to-side of PJ's stats from this year and last year, and they're pretty much the same, except he's taking, like, one and a half fewer threes. Um, and they're like, he is not declining. And it's just like, you need to watch him. Just watch him and tell me he's the same player, and he's not. And, well, and he's, he's probably like, not healthy, and that's why he should be sitting for a while. And I, he, you know. he's, he did, like, step up in the playoffs a bit last year. But it's like, if this is – and again, like, it kind of comes down to, like, it's Daryl's job to know what we're getting with these guys. And, like, not only did we use the full MLE on P.J. Tucker, we also ended up giving up a second-round pick to get him because of blatant tampering. And House. Well, and we gave up a second – we gave up two second-round picks. One was for House, who was unplayable, and Tucker, who is currently awful. And I think, you know, at a – like – it's one thing for the three of us to say, the Sixers were linked to P.J. Tucker. What do you think? And we say, oh, he looked really good in the playoffs. Joel liked him. Great. Let's get him. Like, you know, uh, you know uh, three-year deal. He'll be 40 at the end of it. It won't look good. But, you know, maybe he can give us two good years. Um, it's another to, like, be the one who's, like, in the position to figure out, is he healthy? In the position to, like, kind of suss out what he has left and, like, you know, is he capable of like actually carrying a starting role like he's being asked to do on this team versus coming off the bench like he did, you know, in the past. And I just don't, I, I, I don't see how we make this mistake with one of our really last remaining assets to improve the team. It's very discouraging. I hope he turns it around. I hope, you know, he gets healthier um, but he's kind of looked like this all year before the dead hand or whatever. And, uh, you know, 
I, I couldn't help but like find it very, you know, very noticeable that the two seasons that that tweet compared were the season he was on the box and the season he was here and not the year of Miami and, and this year. And it's like, well, the, the box year was like, he was kind of helpful. He was helpful in the playoffs. He played some good defense, but that year he was like, I think he was traded to the box during that season, if I recall correctly. And it was like, remember at the time, a lot of people thinking like, this is a huge overpay. Like people weren't even sure PJ Tucker had anything left because he was really struggling um, at the beginning of that season. I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah. He started that season in Houston and was like, that was not considered a good season for PJ Tucker by, by any stretch. And so um, like, I don't think like, and the hope was right. Like he played well in Miami last year. That was just a down year. But even so, why would we compare him to like the worst year he's had to date and then say, oh, he's not declining and just skip over his better year last year? Like, I, I think that that is a really weird way to look at things. Like that person must really like PJ because like, like you said, just watch him play. Like he's been bad and they, and the numbers bear that out. Like they have been better when he's not playing. They've actually been better when Matisse is playing. Um, Emily, uh, since we're on this, what are your thoughts on PJ so far? Uh, they're clearly watching his minutes a lot. I think he's played like 18 and 20 minutes the last few nights. Uh, what are your thoughts on PJ so far overall? Yeah, he's not been good, but I feel like we've, you know, rehashed that a bunch. I hope he kind of returns to form. I think all of us were like pretty, I mean, we thought it was like an overpay, but like pretty happy to have him on the team when they signed him, like wanted his you know defense and aggressiveness but I feel when you're not at full health which I don't think that anyone can say that he is including him the coaching staff anyone it's like hard to be that guy um especially you know I'm happy they're limiting his minutes we don't need if he does get healthy and does return to form we don't want his like 37 year old legs to be dead include like in addition to his hand because Doc insists on playing him 35 minutes a night so that's fine by me. Um, yeah, I just want him to get healthy. I think they should rest him, honestly. Yeah, I think that just like putting him on the shelf for a little while is, you know, yeah, I, obviously he's not been good. Uh, I, I think that this could totally circle around if he just plays like himself in the playoffs and it would be, you know, this year's $10 million would have been totally worth it. So we'll see. I certainly don't think he's going to get traded at the deadline. Um, you know, we've got a, a little while to go before that, but um, he hasn't been would want him right now. Honestly. Yeah, no, I, I mean, if they did, they would just be betting on him being himself in the playoffs. And I feel like the Sixers are just as happy to do that, you know? Um, so we'll see. Um, these games this week. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was sort of more of the same. Joel was good when he played in these games. Uh, Harden was mainly good. Um Anything from the Pelicans game, you know, that first Pelicans game, Jose Alvarado, I love that guy. Uh, he's great. He's, uh, he really got under Harden's skin. Um, Harden made some big shots in that game, but they just sort of couldn't get over the hump very much in that one. Uh, Oklahoma City game, find me a person who watched that game. Did any of you guys, did you guys watch the New Year's Eve Oklahoma City game? Don't. I watched, I watched some of it. Did I you? didn't go out. I didn't go out until That's like ten thirty. So the what happened? I watched football. I was watching. Oh wait, no, that was that was. I'm sorry, that was not. Was that New Year's Eve? Yeah. Oh, that was the that was the second half of the back to back. So they played the thirtieth. Also, that was right. the Pelicans game. Right. And the Oklahoma City game. Yeah, that was like mostly over by the time I went out. I saw a lot of that, but they were up so big, I wasn't paying a ton of attention. Yeah, Tobias had a good game in that one. Um from what I understand. Um, but yeah, there was also football on. Um, the Indiana game, Joel didn't play. Uh, Indiana's a good team. They're just good. Um, but at first I thought it was sort of fake, like they would taper off, but they they didn't trade Turner or Heald and, and they're just good. Their young backcourt is really good. And Harden, they were really trying to target him on defense down the stretch and they got him a fair amount, but he, I have to give him credit. He really stood in there and made some plays uh, in overtime. He missed two free throws and I was like, yikes, 
this looks really bad. And then came right down the court and got a huge block block on the other end. And I think that that's impressive, like stick to itiveness from him. And uh, I saw him really standing in there on defense when um, he certainly could have bailed. And we've seen him bail, frankly, uh, in the past. And some huge, you know, they were down four with a minute left after they coughed it up like in embarrassing fashion uh, at the end of that regulation. Maxi with a huge steal. And then, um, you know, they just made some plays exciting you know win without joel against a really solid team so that was a that was a nice win what do you think emma um yeah it was you know they did the sixers thing where they blow the lead that feels comfortable ish and then but i'm i continue to say this i'm always i've been more encouraged this year i feel like after they've blown the lead more times i don't know if it's more times than not but more times than in previous years i feel like they claw back where I feel like in the past they would just be like, well, this is another one that we lost. Like, whoops, sorry about it. Um, so it's kind of reassuring. Um, it was, it was this fun Montrez Harrell game. I don't know. Oh yeah. He was gr- not good. He was yeah. fun to watch. Absolutely. Um, you know, Miles Turner definitely has got like size on him. We're playing like this tiny center, but he, hung in there I don't know how many blocks he had he had that like big bucket near the end of I think regulation um when my dad texted me and said I think Montrez Harrell seems like a quiet guy um <laughs> so yeah I thought it was a fun game it was a good one yeah what about you Dan yeah good win I mean I agree with what Emily said it does feel like you know they've at least since the terrible terrible start and since you know they had Harden, Maxi, and Joel all out when the bench guys really stepped up. It feels like since, you know, the main guys have come back, there's been, you know, at least, you know, noticeably less, you know, head hanging when things go poorly. They had some big comebacks um, and they had, um, you know, just some, some tough wins, like some, some games where it was tough at the end against a team. Maybe it shouldn't have been tough at the end against or like maybe if everyone was healthy, it wouldn't have been tough at the end against. Um, and they've hung in there. And I think that that is encouraging. Um, I know the the Pacers were really upset about the uh, last two-minute report I saw in the – Yeah, I give a fuck. I don't care. Go ahead and be upset. Yeah. That I mean, doesn't do anything to me. In their opinion, they might have won. But uh, <laughs> that's we got, we got our, our guy, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, who had 71 points this week in a game. There you go. Um, in my no, opinion, he had 60. And no one noticed because of, which I do want to talk about later, um, or I just mentioned it. I just want to mention real quick. Um, that was made me think of it because it was the same night as DeMar Hamlin's injury. Um, oh, my God. DeMar Hamlin, who went to Pitt, um, and I remember, you know, cheering him on at Pitt. Um, and I just want to, you know, mention, because I know not everyone who's a basketball fan or a Sixers fan is an NFL fan, and they might have heard what happened and not what's happened since. So the updates we got today were, um, you know, he's able to communicate by writing. He's now awake and um, like holding the hands of family members. And he's like neurologically intact, which is all great news. His breathing's improving. So um, I just wanted to mention the, um, the, the great news we got there because that, that made me really happy to hear today. Agree. And just didn't unbelievably like... What, that was the weirdest segue, but I just remember yeah. watching that game and getting like the Shams alert that Donovan Mitchell had 71 points and being like, who the hell cares right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was like one of those things where I was, I saw him, I was about to turn on the Monday Night Football game and I saw on Twitter, everybody was like, stop the game. Like, there's no, there's no reason to play this game. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I turned it on and I heard Buck and Aikman sort of giving the very somber like updates about what had happened. And, yeah. um, just unbelievably scary and uh, happy to hear that we're getting these kind of updates and uh, yeah. hope that he'll be like out of the woods soon in terms of like the gravest scenarios and all that kind of stuff. So I've just been refreshing, searching Hamlin on Twitter and refreshing like nonstop the last three days. So this morning to finally get some good news. I've been able to feel a little bit better and, and not 
you know, be so obsessed with the situation because I just I just wanted the news that he was okay, you know, and okay to me was at least like able to communicate and and breathing better and you know able to to be awake and with his family. And so it's definitely great to hear that all of those things have finally come after the last few days. Yeah. I'm with you. Um good time for a break. Here's a break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. Now, to wrap up from this week and in the at least the next game that we have here coming up this week with the Sixers, Joel is going to miss his next game against the Bulls with the foot thing. Or, do you guys have any worry about the Joel current day-to-day injury, which Doc says is effectively nothing, and Kyle Newbeck said today that if this was essentially like a real game, he would be playing and that everybody has told him is essentially nothing. Uh, Emily, what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm not that concerned about it. Um, the idea that if it mattered, he could play. Like, if it was the playoffs, he could play through it. He's been out in plenty of playoff games, so I'll take him being available in a playoff style or a big game like that. I think it's still early in the season. It's not even the all-star break yet, so they're just, like, managing him conservatively and fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super worried. It's not the foot that he, you know, broke a couple times uh, before his career even started. Um, but, I mean, it's always a little worrying when it's Joel Embiid and you're talking about injuries. Um, obviously, we're not really you know, privy to his medical information. And even if we were, wouldn't really know what to do with it. Um, but, the uh, you know, I'm I'm just hoping it's something he, you know, recovers from with, you know, a couple games rest. I'm hoping it's something that doesn't linger. Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, it, it, I mean, the fact that he could play through it to me, you know, it doesn't rule out the possibility of like, maybe this lingers a bit and takes, you know, a bit of time to get better. I mean, what do I know? It, I would, I'll be happy to, to hear that, you know, if it's not bothering him at all in, you know, in a few days, that would be, that would be great news. Um, I'm not, I'm not panicked or anything, of course, but I, with Joel's health, it's always a, a little worry. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather him have nothing. I'd rather <laughs> he just be missing games due to like whatever they call it now, injury management or I don't know, whatever they say. Rest. Um, yeah. Load management. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like uh, sleuthing to figure out if he was at the hospital or if he has a cousin in town who got sick, uh, I don't, you know, and, and that's why he was in the hospital. Like, it seems like being more concerned than what they're telling us right now would be a choice. So I'm just yeah. going to choose to take it at face value. And if he's, if he's more hurt, then I'll be more concerned. 
Like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really need that in my life to be like, right. oh my God, he's fucked, dude. <laughs> like, we're the Sixers, fucked. The Sixers like, he, bother us day to day. He's day to day, but I bet it's fucked. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, like, no thanks. I'm, uh, They're saying day to day, but like, can you imagine if he just is out for the year? Like, <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not impossible, but until that happens, I'll, I like, I'll, I'll be devastated, but why be devastated now? You know, <laughs> I don't feel like doing that. Um, all right. Uh, the first update on all-star voting is out. Have you guys seen this? I have. Emily's nodding. All right. Well, I'm going to quiz you on it. Emily, who uh -huh. is currently sixth in Eastern Conference front court? I don't know. Well, you got to get it. Who's I sixth? have to get it. I have to get it, or what? You have to get it, or else you get kicked out of the Zoom. Um, oh my god! You have to get the player and the vote total within ten. <laughs> okay, well, it's been real. Um, thank you. All right. Well, we were looking for Pascal Siakam. He is sixth. Ah, in damn it! I was going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Tip of your tongue. Anyway, uh, right now. Wait. Uh, give me one. Give me one. All right. I'll give you one. Um, I'll give you one equally as hard. Who is leading the front court in the West? In the West? That's not equally as hard. LeBron James. <laughs> All right. That's good. Emily, now, you Drew, should have studied, really. I mean, now, Drew. Drew, pop on. We're going to invite Drew to pop on in the interest of fairness. Who um, is leading the front court in the East? No. I haven't looked who's... at these yet, so this is going to be completely... <laughs> okay. Drew, who's ninth in guards? In the West, there we, we need we need this within one hundred thousand votes. <laughs> Ninth guard in the West. I'm gonna just go with my gut. Clay Thompson with like four hundred thousand. No, no, but you got the conference right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking for Austin Reeves. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love a freak of a white guy on the Lakers. So he's on the he's on the ballot there. Anyway, uh, I did the best of that. Joel Embiid is third in the front court. Now, if this, bear, if this bears out, you get three front court starters. So uh, Joel ranks above Jason Tatum. Currently, he's outranking him by about uh, what is it, fifty thousand votes. Yeah, but you know the media is not voting for Joel. <laughs> That's the problem. The media is not voting for Joel over Tatum. So we'll see, but I don't, this is like 50% and then there's players and media, right? Yes. So I don't know how it's going to work, but I think that we'll see. This is good though. And then Harden is also third in guards. Um, he outranks Jalen Brown by, uh, I don't know what about a hundred thousand votes. Um, some other notable numbers here. Steph Curry leads the guards in the West. Uh, Kevin Durant leads the front court in the East. Kyrie Irving leads the guards in the East. A lot of Kyrie Irving fans uh, on a sort of similar subject. Derek Rose, ninth for guards in the East. <laughs> Great. Um, let me see. Are there any other fun ones? Oh, yeah. Kevon Looney is on the ballot. I think that's very fun. He's 10th uh, for front court uh, in the West. Um, I think yeah. it's great that Joel has more votes than Kyrie Irving in general. He does. Yeah. Joel currently oh. has uh, about 200,000 more votes than Kyrie. Do people just um, vote for the front court? There's way more front court votes. Although I guess the jump from four to five is a well, lot a lot better of, in the front. Remember, court. you don't have to fill out an exact ballot. You can just like tweet it. True. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Anthony Davis currently has more votes than Zion Williamson, which I think is, I guess, just a tenure thing. Because um, it's Zion a Lakers is, thing. It's a Lakers thing. Exactly. There's Lakers, you know, LeBron, AD. Austin Reeves. LeBron is like Russell Westbrook not a top 10 player anymore. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is not a top 10 player anymore. No. Nick Claxton on the front Nets. Court. Number handsome. nine for front court. He's certainly handsome. I'll tell you that much. He is handsome. He's very handsome. Oh, here oh, it is. Look at this. Oh, that's nice. 
it's uh, for the YouTube, it's or, uh, for the listening audience, pull up the YouTube, it's right here. Um, and yeah, now you can see a Paolo Bancaro, he's on there. Uh, no Ben Simmons, he did sink a free throw though. He, he's up to 41%. Um, the Nets lost though, I'll tell you that much. They won their, they won 11 in a row and then they fucking lost, so. Is he actually at 41%? Yeah, he's at 41%. It was his first made free throw since November 25th or something. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How many had he taken? Oh, certainly not many, but he hadn't made one since November. Why are they doing half? Like, I know it's regular season, but you think one, like, the Pacers who, like, have young guys who, like, really want to win or something, like, are they not going to hack a Ben? I, it's a great question. I, no, but I don't think teams have been doing it because he hasn't had a game. I don't think where he shot like twenty free throws. Right, but you would think like you know you yeah, have, junk it up. They have such a good you know two so good off like take the ball out of you know Durant and Irving's hands and try to make Simmons make free throws. I agree. Them. Why has it? I don't know. I, I don't feel know. like it's like no one cares enough in the regular. Right, right well, the Sixers play the Nets on the twenty fifth of January. That is so funny. Twenty days from now, we'll see. All right. Uh, speaking of the Nets, let's go around the East. Let's uh, go to the old standings. Huh? That was a fun little game I gave us, huh? That was fun. All right. Currently, Sixers are fifth. They're two and a half games out of first. Um, where are the standings? Okay. And uh, the Celtics are currently first. Um, they're only five and five over the last 10, as are the Bucks. Um, they're tied with the Nets in the two, three there. And then the Sixers are just one game behind the Cavs, who are currently in fourth. And that's really the dividing line. It's the one through the five. And then the Knicks and the Pacers are after the Sixers, three games behind them. What are your thoughts on the East right now? Um, you know, who, would you still say the Celtics are the current favorite in the east or, or you know how high do you think the Sixers can get here in the east Dan? yeah I mean I think Boston's got to be the favorite um I mean they're still in first they won the conference last year um and you know they did pick up Brogdon so they're you know arguably made some improvements and you know even despite the struggles like you know the loss to uh a really bad loss to Oklahoma City where they gave up 150 points. Um, and, you know, at one point they lost five of six uh, going into Christmas. They're still 26 and 12. Um, they have lost, and they've lost two straight games. So they were 26 and 10. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're up big on Dallas right now. Uh, so that'll be 27 and 10. Um, I... They're the favorite. 27 and 12. Yeah. And 12. I'm sorry. They could, I mean, the Sixers, I think, can pass. Like, realistically, I could see them passing anyone but Boston. I mean, they're only two and a half back of Boston. They could, right? Um, in the playoffs, who knows? Um, the Sixers haven't been great in the playoffs, but, you know, it's only seven games. Teams figured things out. Um, maybe they can turn something around there. But yeah, I mean, I could realistically see you know, the Sixers finishing as high as two in the East. I mean, they've been playing a lot better lately. They started one and three and they were what, 12 and 12. So they're, um, you know, 11 and two since then they're on a great run. Um, the two losses were in a row. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, there's no reason they can't pass Cleveland or Brooklyn or Milwaukee in my view. Emily, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. But Dan, I think the East is like kind of wide open right now. I mean, I think that the Celtics have made a case for like being the favorite in the East, but I don't think that it's still so early in the season. Like two and a half games back is literally nothing. The Sixers can go on another you know, 10 game winning streak and then the Celtics win, lose some games and then there's a new conversation to be had. So I just think it's, Sure, we can like why can't be we be second? Why can't we be first? I really don't see there's any reason why we can't. We need to do yeah, better on the road. We kind of suck on the road. Everyone yeah. else, but road records trash. 
Yeah, the Nets right now are 12 and 8 on the road. The Sixers 7 and 9. Um, but yeah, I, I would still think that the Sixers, you know, the Celtics and the Bucks, the Bucks thing is weird because they've sort of not been very good since they're like super hot start when they started like 9 and 0 or something. And then they've really tailed off since. Middleton's super hurt and like hasn't really been healthy all year. Um, and I, you know, in term, in terms of playoff equity, you'd certainly put the Celtics and Bucks above the Sixers. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't blame anyone picking the Celtics and Bucks above the Sixers. And if I were impartial, I'd probably do that, you know. Um, but outside of that, I don't buy the Brooklyn thing as like a sustainable thing. I just think they're going to combust. Like, I, I know how much talent they have. I don't buy, I certainly don't buy Simmons. I think Kyrie is like a like on Twitter away from blowing things up any minute. Like, I, you know, and also like, I just don't, you know, I think you can target him in the playoffs and I, you know, his last like, you know, two or three playoff appearances have not been good. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't see it. I, you know, Durant is incredible and I believe in everything about him, but I just don't think that they'll sustain certainly what they're doing, but just even stay above the Sixers. Cavs are really good. I don't want that four or five at all. Like I like them. I mean, I'd be fine with it. And I think the Sixers would get out of that series, but I just think it would be a pain in the ass. Um, Embiid always plays really well against Jared Allen. I don't think he has any issues with him at all. Uh, I just think that they're good and have shot makers and that would just be like a long and annoying series. What about the West? What do you guys, uh, is there anybody that you like out West? The Nuggets are currently tied for the lead in the West with the Grizzlies, Nikola Jokic. Uh, They're half a playing. game back right now because the Grizzlies okay. already won today. But if the oh, Nuggets beat the Clippers, they'll be tied again. Got it. Um, Pelicans all the way up there as well. I love the Pelicans. They're a lot of fun. But now Zion's out for a while because he hurt his hamstring against the Sixers. And then you've got the mavericks the kings uh you know the warriors are all the way down at ninth right now they're only a game over 500 the suns are falling fast without booker um it's like i don't really have a clear favorite i i, I mean the nuggets are really good and they're very deep who do you like in the west emily yeah i guess i would say the nuggets but they're i don't find them to be very fun um, I think the Grizzlies are a very fun team. They're fun to watch. Um, obviously, like Jaws, great. Um, but it's weird. All of the old like power players in the West are kind of like falling by the wayside, and they have all of these like new teams. But like, I don't know. Like, is anyone really getting like fired up for a Nuggets Celtics Finals? No, that's well, no, that would be hell. The West is like like none of outside of the Pelican. Eh, I guess maybe Memphis, like real weird, like smaller market teams that like are doing well. Maybe I'm just thinking of Den. Not that Denver's a smaller market, but I don't know. I just hate the Nuggets. I don't like Jokic. I don't want them to do good. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, what I consider you them smaller markety, like they're like Harrisburg. <laughs> well, they are. None of their fans can watch their games. It's true. Yeah, you don't get much smaller than that. Um, yeah, I mean, I still lean towards because of really because of how little I believe in the teams currently at the top of the West. I put Phoenix and Golden State still right there. Um, like I could see both of them, like they're both missing important players. Um, I could see both of them stepping up. Obviously, the Pelicans are missing Ingram. I'd want to see, you know, what things look like when he's back. Like if they integrate him well, then they could be very scary. Um uh, you can't ignore Denver right now, but, um, you know, we'll have to see where that goes. I don't want to see them succeed. Um, and the, I'm real, I don't believe in the Grizzlies too much. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could prove me wrong. Um, I'm honestly not a huge Morant guy. Like, he's great, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's, you know, that good to be the best player with that surrounding, not that it's a bad surrounding cast, like they're deep, but there's not like a, I don't think like a, another top 20 player on that team to really um, like elevate them. And I don't think he's good enough to, like they just seem to be, like he's their star, but he's not a top, top star. 
and they have a really deep surrounding cast, but there's not like another real star around him. Um, I just kind of have a hard time seeing a team like that making a very deep run. I mean, obviously, like the West is kind of looking like horrific right now um, with like right now Portland's in the playoffs and the Kings are 20 and 17. Um, but, but 20 and 17 has them like what, fourth? They're fifth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, it's possible that, like, based on – they just – they don't they don't really do it for me. Who would you guys pick to win the title right now? Boston. Emily? Yeah. Mm, maybe – I don't I guess Boston. I don't know. I think I, I would say Milwaukee, but it's either them or Boston. And Milwaukee has been not really healthy all year, but um, right. But it's but me like projecting just, them getting healthy. Yeah. More. Then we pick these teams though, and I'm just like, I don't know. I the Sixers could be either of those teams. <laughs> yeah, but the Sixers could be either of those teams in a seven game series. They really could. Well, they definitely could beat the Bucks. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. So it's like. No, I hesitate to say them, but I'm also not going to say the Sixers for God. No, you can't say the Sixers. I mean, look at them. <laughs> um, the uh, Sixers head coach, um, Doc Rivers, apparently he said, what did he say? That the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl? He said... They said they're going to be, be in be it. Be in the Super Bowl? Be in it. I wish he would have said nothing. I, I'd rather him say nothing about the Eagles. Yeah. Don't say anything. That'd be great. What was the context? Does anybody have the context? I don't have the tweet. Who's got the tweet? Uh, I don't regularly watch what Doc says at press conferences. I, I really, I really save my Doc stuff for his CNN appearances. Um, so <laughs> I, I try not to overload myself on Doc. Just the, just the, just the big uh, entertainment news appearances. DP, do you have the uh, the uh, Doc? doing the uh what are we talking about him 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 talking yeah. about the super bowl he's got it True yeah so the video it seemed like it was just like a nonchalant like doc, it seemed like doc was just sitting down for the press conference and uh i it seemed like a reporter must have gotten news about like some bad news about the eagles i have no clue and i don't think there was anything that bad but it seemed like they got worked up doc was like relax relax they're going they're going to the super bowl it'll all work out and then he just did the rest of his press conference well at least doc is not involved with the team that makes me more confident that they're going to the super bowl that that's true that's true but sixers are on a fucking roll band they're playing so well maybe if had and they have a very gusto, like doc. i mean march is hell but they have a they have a very Mm-hmm. easy schedule for a bit now like they can they can absolutely make a play for top of the conference at least going into march it's true um we want to do a quick eagles temperature check before we uh head into the last week of the season and before we go to our predictions here how do we feel about that let's do it listen eagles need to win this last game against the giants in order to secure the number one seed it sounds like jalen hurts is going to play after Gardner Minshew really shot the fucking bed last week. Well, he's bad. He's not good. Yeah. Um, he's more of a meme than anything. But yeah. I enjoy him being around and being funny. But I'd rather him not play. Yeah. Um, a little banged up, though. Lane Johnson, like, broke his whole body. But he's coming back for the playoffs. Excellent Christmas album out of him and the boys. Loved it. Um, CJ Gardner-Johnson apparently coming back. If not this week, then certainly for the playoffs. Um, Hopefully Maddox will be back for the playoffs. Yeah, I hope so. But he's got some weird thing. But especially if they get the bye, he's I think a, he'll be a back. Toe thing. Right. Um, how do we feel? I, I don't care if the Giants play their starters or not. I, I think they're fake good, and I think the Eagles can beat them if Jalen plays. Um, well, Giants aren't playing their starters. No, I don't think so. I mean, that would be so stupid. Um, well, and the, I mean, Vegas isn't Vegas isn't putting the line at Eagles minus fourteen by accident. They don't make mistakes like that. How do they know all this shit? 
like, know. They have they have people. Like, I mean, I would I would guess for every Shams, you know, Vegas has you know a bunch of people. Like, they probably have ten people doing that shit. But the day that Jalen got hurt, the line for da- the Dallas game was moving and moving and moving like crazy before any reporter had anything. They, and everybody they was like, they're sitting Jalen or Jalen got hurt. And then they know. it came out. It's wild. They know. Yeah. Well, they, um, I mean, and I mean, you look at like, even it's not just injuries or trades. Like if you look at a line that is shockingly close in a game, you think, why isn't this team favored by way more? That team loses like all the time. It's like, oh, let me hop on, yeah. you know. Or when Vegas, when Vegas is, you know, fading the public, when the public is all over one side, and Vegas keeps inching the the bet even further and further, you know, as to you know, try to not have equal, you know, amount of money on each side of the line. You know, whatever side they're on is going to win. Like they, they don't lose. They 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 just know. Like they have people that know everything. Anyway, EC. Do the Eagles get the win, and do they um, cover and recapture the vibes this weekend? Um, I think that they win. I don't know if they cover, and I don't know if they recapture the vibes, which is the worst part of it all. That's the vibes need the to biggest, be. That's the biggest question. The vibes need to be recaptured, but I don't. I like I, the past two losses haven't really meant anything in terms of like seeding or whatever, but I just feel like the vibes were off and I don't know if they can get them back in this one game. I think it might take like a playoff win to get the vibes back. Um, so that first playoff game might be stressful, but I think they win. So I think we'll, we'll have a, like a week to rest and see what goes on. And what do you think? Uh, I think they win. I think the vibes are Jalen Hurts. So if he plays, I think they're back. I think that that is, and I think that has an impact on the defense, not just the offense. Like, I think if you're talking vibes of the team, he's the, like having a quarterback like that out there, having the confidence in, in him, um, I think makes all the difference. So I'm honestly not too, too worried about where the Eagles are at. They obviously have to win, but the Giants don't seem to care. Um, if Hertz is back, that's great news. And, you know, the buy would be great for the Eagles with all the injuries, like we mentioned. Um, as far as do they cover, I would not touch an NFL two touchdown spread ever. Like that is, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who the Giants backups are. So it's not something I would ever bet on. I, uh, to me, that's, that's not a line. I, that's a, that's one of the times where no bet is the best bet. Right. Before we get to our standings and predictions, my last question for Emily. You are playing for your life on this podcast. Who has more votes at the moment in the all-star ballot? Kawhi Leonard or LaMelo Ball? LaMelo Ball. Right now, LaMelo Ball has 209... Nope. 299,111, nope, 299,113 votes. Okay. Kawhi Leonard has, drum roll, Drew, 303,477. Emily, you can text us your predictions. Because I'm dead. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Emily, what, what are the standings? Oh, now you need me. I see how it is. You know, I don't want to hear the attitude from you, Emily. You were undefeated this week. I was undefeated this week, Dan. Yes. Thanks for reminding everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went 4-0. and oh, So, and then you guys had the same pick, the same thing. So you went 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. Uh, pick the, pick court, the wrong The loss. Pelicans games, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I am now 21 and 16, and you guys are 17 and 20. Okay, you have like a four-game lead, right? Something like yep. that. All right, this week, here we go. Oh, Dan, shut it. <laughs> this, this week, we have... Oh, we have on... a Thursday game this week. You're goddamn right Ooh. we do. See you there. <laughs> This week we've got. Oh, actually, I, you won't see me there. I have a Friday exam. I can't do a Thursday night pod. Emily? I don't know. That's late. 
Well, we're gonna figure out this. Figure out this. We'll have to find a guest. Me, me and Steve are gonna have a really in-depth conversation about whatever happens. Oh, about a fucking OKC game. You're shit. It's gonna listen, be like double OT too. Listen, we better get some stupid. Never mind. I'm not gonna make it. Never mind. All right. On Friday, um, we have the Chicago Bulls without Joel. Then there is an away game that was at home. Then an away game at the Pistons. So we'll put the picture back up. That's then, Saturday. Then home against the Pistons. Um, and then uh, home against OKC. So Bulls, then away in Detroit, home in Detroit, home against Detroit, I mean, and then home against uh, OKC. Bulls, Detroit, Detroit, OKC. That's four wins. Emily has to go first. She's first place. Whoop. I take back I, what I said then. I think that's four wins. So. All right. Well, I got to make a move here. But losing all of these teams are so bad. It's just not. It's like a, it's like a, you know, if I think you're going to go three and one, it's still a one in four chance of getting that right. And then I could end up going two and two. So I, I got to be patient here and go four wins. All right. This is well, going to be a really boring week for our movement in the standings. It's a clean sweep. Well, thank you for listening. All three of us, four of us, will talk to you next Thursday, right uh-huh. after the game. We will really look forward to it. All three of us. All four of us. Can't wait. I can pre-record some stuff if you want to play it. No, you'll, you'll be there. <laughs> Steve J. Littman, Third and Girl, Gastro Blues Pod, DA Pelf 13. We love you. YouTube. Um, YouTube is the Gastro Bluesies. Come listen whenever you're ready. Um, and uh, go listen and watch there. Um, that's it. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Go birds. Uh, be safe and be great. Go birds.